the piece uh, Finn the Totem Leader is the culmination of uh, my year residency uh, with BCMG. I was at a Sound of Music uh, BCMG uh, c- apprentice composer in residence uh, for the past year. And uh, this piece is the final um, uh, project with the group. Uh, the piece itself is a piece for soprano and uh, 11 players. And um, it's based, uh, the text is using um, Gabriel Orozco's Obit, which was uh, exhibited in the Tate Modern last, uh, I saw it last March or April, but it was there for a, a major retrospective of uh, Orozco's work. And basically the, the text deals with um, uh, obituaries taken from the New York Times, but rather than them being full obituaries, they're just single lines, um, which are, are kind of funny, kind of uh, uh, tragic, kind of uh, melancholic. Um, they, they kind of have a lot of different kind of associations attached to them. So I've set these texts and um, I guess the piece uh, kind of deals with um, maybe the changing attitudes to death that we've seen over the last hundred years or so. Uh, and this has been kind of manifested in the way uh, people write about death and uh, how it's observed in the media. Uh, so I guess that's kind of what the the piece tries to deal with. Um, it's also uh, based on a piece of music by uh, a kind of electronic group called LCD Sound System. And their song also deals with death. So I've basically taken the structure of that song and uh, applied it to my own piece and stretched it and kind of done all different kinds of things to it. So I've basically kept the structure, but uh, created all my own detail within that structure. As soon as I saw these texts in the exhibition, I knew that um, I I wanted to set them and I knew um, that I think they would work quite well because they do still, because death is this kind of um, quite personal thing for a lot of people. Um, You know, it's it's something that is, is quite private, but then an obituary is something which is quite public, so it invites um, the public into this uh, intensely uh, sad and uh, and private kind of thing that happens to people. I I don't know if uh, if you know anything about them or not, but they're um, they're really uh, really kind of poignant and, but at the same time, quite funny. They're like the kind of most bizarre part of the obituary or the the thing that the the, the most bizarre thing that the person is remembered for uh or what he's kind of selected and i've taken um 13 lines from i think a, a collection of about 728 lines so i had quite a large editing process uh during the kind of compositional period um to get it down from i think 728 lines or so to to 13 and tell me about the Birmingham Contemporary Music Group Sound and Music Apprentice Composer in Residence that this piece was composed as a result of. Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic opportunity for me. Um, and, you know, I'm incredibly, incredibly privileged to have had it. Um, it was basically tailored to whatever I wanted it to be. You know, I was basically uh, told that, you know, I could do 
you know, I could go to anything I wanted that the group did, you know, so I could, I could go to re any rehearsals, uh, any of the concerts, uh, any of the meetings uh, with, with the organization. Um, you know, I could uh, meet different conductors, different musicians, different composers that they'd commissioned. Um, I could meet players of the group, um, you know, if I wanted to discuss ideas um, during rehearsals and things like that, that I, I could do that. Uh, also, they they uh, got me a, a mentor for the residency as well, who was um, the American composer, David Lang. Um, and, you know, I got to got to meet him a number of times and was in correspondence with him about the piece um, and, you know, how it would work. And, uh, you know, he gave me a lot of a lot of a lot of great advice. Um, with it and I, I got to visit them in in new york as well as part of the the residency and how did you find writing for the birmingham contemporary music group uh to be honest it was quite daunting actually uh, i think they're probably the you know most respected or the most renowned group that i've written for before and um yeah it, it was you know it was kind of yeah i felt the pressure of writing for them as opposed to, you know, um, some people starting out in their career or for student performers or, you know, people like my contemporaries or, or, or people like that. And uh, because of the, um, uh, the the kind of, yeah, I, I guess the esteem that they're held in, I, I was really quite worried about writing the piece. So in many ways, it, it kind of writing for them made me made writing the piece a little bit more difficult because I was kind of uh, saying to myself every time, you know, I wrote a note, you know, this had to, this has to be the best note ever, like, you know, or um, this passage needs to be brilliant and everything about the piece needed to be, you know, absolutely brilliant. Um, so when I started writing, it was kind of fine. And then kind of about halfway through writing, I kind of, the whole kind of thing dawned on me of who I was writing for and the program it was going to be in because I kind of by about halfway through writing I knew that there was going to be this Gerard Grise piece which I, I'm really fond of um, and this Gerald Barry piece which I'm also really fond of two incredibly strong pieces and then there's the Judith Weir piece as well which is, is quite well known yeah knowing all this kind of made it a little bit more difficult but I think I got over it um, after a while I think it just you just have to get on with it, just wise up and just kind of treat it as a piece of music. But um, yeah, I mean, it affected the writing a little bit because um, you do know that they're not going to struggle with uh, any kind of, particularly with the kind of music I write. Yeah, I don't really use extended techniques or uh, things like that. And um, uh, it's, it's more intricate, like I use a lot of hocketing and things like that. And things that you kind of, um, I mean, a lot of the music I've written over the past number of years has been written for um, student performers um, because of, of my involvement with the conservatoire. And um, there's certain things that you can and can't write for, for student performers, certain things that they'll trip up on just because of experience, not because of, of uh, technical ability or anything like that. But with these, you, you, BCMG, you know that you can kind of uh, write, you know, anything and, and they'll be fine, you know. The kind of music I write doesn't really, um, it's it's more about the ensemble interaction and how it's put together rather than, you know, having specifically tricky things on a particular instrument, like, you know, seeing if this 
uh, you know, extend a technique will work on a violin or if this multiphonic will work on an oboe or things like that. I don't use these things. So um, it was more important for, for me to have uh, a large workshop with the group um, for an extended period of time rather than small little workshops as it was going along. So I, I had a workshop in November, which was um, uh, I, I, I basically had the piece finished at that stage. Um, and we, we workshopped it with the whole group and the singer. And um, it was to, it was more to see, you know, if anything needed tweaking or editing or things like that, rather than to see if certain things were going to, to work or not. But it was great to have that opportunity because um, while the piece was largely finished, there were there are certain things that I've changed since the workshop, which I think have made the piece a little bit better, a little bit stronger. And they're based on the the experience of having, uh, you know, that large workshop in November and having, you know, a month or two to to make some revisions and some adjustments. So, you know, it's an, it's an opportunity that's uh, seldom afforded composers. I think, you know, usually you get the uh, the three hour rehearsal, you know, a couple of days before the concert and then you've got the concert and 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 that's it. You know, with this, you know, I had had the opportunity to make some adjustments based on a, a fairly, fairly good workshop. Right now, uh, I'm writing this piece for um, the R R RT uh, National Symphony Orchestra, which is one of the the Imro uh, lyric um, composition bursaries, um, which uh, and the Bates is writing as well. And um, <clears throat> that's kind of what's in the pipeline now. I've got a performance in March with a new group here in Birmingham called Toy Sound Circus, um, which is a piece of, I've tried a, f a few new things in. Uh, and uh, I'm finishing my PhD now as well over the next couple of months. I'm, I'm aiming to submit it in July. So uh, there's a fair bit going on now between now and, and, and July. Uh, between writing and then getting the PhD in order and performances and that. Uh, I also have uh, Ed Bennett's group Decibel are uh, doing a piece of mine in March, I think, as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit going on.